welcome to Diz Dad's Podcast, episode number seven. I'm your host, Aaron Rittmaster, AJ Ritz on the boards, and with me tonight are Chris Carroll, Diz Dad Doc on the boards, Nathan Trent, also known as Trenner, Carl Nixon, Carl Nix30, and Bob Chavez, Uncle Scrooge 0707. Welcome, guys. Hello, hey, how are you? Hey. So, you might wonder who are the Diz Dads. We're a group of fathers from around the world. We represent a range of ages, ethnicities, religious traditions, political beliefs, careers, and interests. But we all share three things. Love for our children, love for all things Disney and Walt Disney World, and participation in the Diz Dads Club forum on thedizboards.com. We're hoping to use this podcast to share all of those things with you. Now, uh, on this on this week's show, we're going to be focusing on various issues surrounding the Disney dining plan, focusing on the great debate of the Disney dining plan, is it a value? Um, but before we get into that, there are a couple of uh, issues that, that I wanted to mention, um, news from the past week. First, we do have a new sub-forum uh, on thedizboards.com. Uh, big thanks to Webmaster Kathy over on the Dizboards, and thanks to her, we now have uh, an entire sub-forum of the Disney, uh, Disney for Families forum that is full of Dizdad threads. So come and join us over there, and again, thanks, thanks Webmaster Kathy. Uh, and the second thing, uh, some exciting news that I just discovered today, and I'm not even sure how long it had been there, but uh, turns out that among the iTunes uh, What's Hot podcasts in the Places and Travel category, you will now find the Diz Dads podcast. So thanks to all of you who are listening and to all who have been participating in putting this together. Um, that's a, a kind of an exciting thing, and we're, we're excited about it and looking forward to continuing to prove that we belong there. So with those uh, news and notes out of the way... Let's move on to the dining plans, and I, I think that before we get into the debate about the dining plans, we probably should give uh, people a, an idea of what exactly we're talking about, because there are a number of different dining plans available from Disney. So, to give us an overview first of the quick-serve dining plan, Nate? Yes, Aaron. Uh, well, the, the uh, quick-service dining plan is pretty simple, and it uh, offers uh, per person, per night two counter service meals and uh, two snack credits and a resort refillable mug and uh, it's a pretty good value <laughs> okay and then uh, Chris you're going to explain for us the standard dining plan yes this one um, offers per person per night one snack one uh, quick service meal and one table service meal so one meal that you would pick up at a counter that would be a quick service meal and one table service meal that you'd sit down at a table per day. Um, you don't have to use these all during the same day, um, but you get one per day per person. Right. So you could decide one day to eat only counter service meals and save up those table service credits to use, you know, two credits at a, a signature dining restaurant the next night, for example. That's correct. And you could decide to use uh, no, you know, I'd never eat breakfast at the uh, at the restaurant, for example, and save up your meals, um, uh, and then use them all during one day, or use a variety of them. Okay, and then uh, Bob, uh, why don't you fill us in on the deluxe dining plan? 
I'm happy to, Aaron. The deluxe dining plan gives you three meals per day, and you can use those for counter service or for table service. You get two snack credits per day, and as well as a resort refillable mug. Every person in your party gets gets a resort refillable mug. So if you have four people, you come home with four resort refillable mugs at the end of your vacation. Okay, now, those are the three dining plans that we're most familiar with. I just want to very quickly mention that there are a couple of specialty sort of high-end packages that are available from Disney. Um, There's the Magic Your Way Premium Package, which resembles the deluxe dining package in a lot of ways, but it does include a a few sort of, you know, special bonuses uh, that that aren't really dining related. Um, You know, preferred fireworks viewing in some cases, uh, Cirque du Soleil show, um, things like that. The the main reason I wanted to discuss these is because I did notice that the Magic Airway Platinum package, uh, which, you know, carries with it the cost that would denote a platinum package, uh, includes, uh, along with a lot of other special sort of, you know, ticketed and priority seating kinds of things, um, it is the only dining plan that includes uh, Victoria and Albert's, the um, specialty restaurant at the Grand Floridian. Um, All of the other dining plans, Victoria and Albert's is excluded from the plan. Now, now that we've kind of laid out the framework for for what the dining plans are, let's let's kind of get into the core here of this and and the discussion of whether the the dining plans are in you know the simplest terms uh, worth it. Are they a value? Uh, Aaron, I'm going to chime in real quick if that's okay. And Please. Say, I don't know that that's fair i don't think that's the same question whether or not they're worth it in my opinion is different from whether or not they are a value okay well that's Uh, great i think this is i think that's great this is really what the what the debate is about so go ahead robert run with that sure um now if we would have gone to walt disney world paying for all of our meals out of pocket um i think we would have spent less money on food on our Disney World vacation. I I don't doubt that for a second. That being said, we had so much fun going to all of the different restaurants that we would not have gone to without the dining plan, that it was an incredible value for us, even though at the end of the day, we did spend more money than we would have. So, I think, I think Robert raises a really good point that, uh, you know, we ate, uh, we, we did the deluxe dining plan last time we was there, but the, the time before that we did regular. We ate, ended up eating a lot more during the deluxe plan. But, um, you know, we wanted to go to some of these nicer restaurants. And, uh, you know, it is, a, it is a fun thing to do sometimes. I think what uh, families need to do is to, um, to, decide what they wanted, what sort of restaurants they'd like to go to, and then do the math and figure out which which plan will be better for them. Um, and I think it ends up being just math in the end. Well, I, I think I'm going to kind of take up for, for math here because, you know, I, I, I've looked at this and I guess it seems to me, and, and we did the standard dining plan on our last trip, but it seems to me, especially in a situation where, you know, I've got two kids, uh, a, a four-year-old and an eight-year-old, um, 
by the end of our trip, it was about a week long, the eight-year-old was really kind of sick of the children's menus. But if you're on the dining plan, you have to eat from the kids' menus, or the kids do, or you have to split meals and things like that. Um, And, you know, we simply would have dined somewhat differently. Um, You know, we would have shared more meals probably. Uh, There were times that my daughter probably would have ordered off an adult menu. We, We, you know, we would have changed the way we ordered. And I think that we sometimes create a false sense of convenience out of the dining plan because the key to the world isn't the only way to manage your dining plan. Um, It would be fairly simple to take the same amount of money that you're going to pay Disney for the dining plan, put that on a debit card, you know, a a preloaded stored value card, and pay for all of your dining with that stored value card. my bet is that if you dined the same way that you would have dined with the dining plan, you'll have money left at the end on that stored value card that you can use at the end of your trip for souvenirs, snacks, whatever, um, without changing the, the way you dine. Yeah. Although my wife said to me when, when my son and I were doing the math, uh, she said to me, you know what, if it's close, I want you to just buy the plan because I don't want to think about the money. So I think that for a number of people, thinking about the money is an important concern, and they just don't want to think about it during their trip. What what kills me about the whole situation is um, at the end of your trip, um, no matter what plan you have, you always have credits left, and you're rushing around trying to find out what you can get for the um, you know for whatever's left, and uh, kind of kills me. Yeah, we solved that one on our last trip by, uh, you know, we, we, the last night we were at Disney was spent at uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And so, you know, we didn't leave the park until you know, probably shortly after midnight because we stayed for the second parade. Um, but we stopped at the Main Street Bakery. It's one of the last things we did before we left. And loaded up. <laughs> We we used, you know, all the snack credits we had left, loaded up from the bakery, and that was our going away breakfast for ourselves uh, in the morning. Yeah, we get the, um, I mean, I think I came home with 20 lollipops from um, the Polynesian, uh, and they're probably still in my freezer right now. <laughs> I understand what Chris is saying. There is something to be said for being able to just relax and not think about your meals. Is there anybody here who feels like they actually do save money when they use the dining plan? I, I think it's a value to be able to pay for all that up front and not have to worry about it, just like Chris said. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Nathan on, on with Nate on that one. Just having that I want freedom to just say, this vacation is about trying these different restaurants. It's not about you know, checking the wallet or making sure the balance on the debit card is enough. I'll be able to sit down at this restaurant at this time with the family. Um, that's really where we found the value of doing the deluxe dining plan was was in the planning stages um, as much as being at the parks. I think someone commented on the boards that you would eat at places you wouldn't normally eat at. Um, I think it was you, Aaron, who said Tempanito or other places that you might not normally eat at. Because I remember we went to Tempanito once without a dining plan, and the prices there are ridiculous. Thirty-five dollars for you know the uh, the steak on the grill, it's it's crazy. 
but you go in the dining plan, you just don't think about it. You're like, all right, well, there's a table service credit that you know we don't have to worry about. Well, that's true. Um, I do want to note, we just added a, a, another member who was a little late to the game today, but we're glad to have him in. And uh, Ian, just wanted to say welcome. Glad to have you here. Um, we're in Hi, the, thank you. We're in the midst of uh, discussing the Disney dining plans and uh, talking about you know, whether they represent a value for us and really the, the difference between the question of you know, whether they're a value versus whether they're worth it. Okay, well, okay, well, okay. Um, I, when talking about Disney with uh, family or friends or anybody, the one thing I try to sell people on is the dining plan as a whole. Now, we kind of, as a family, always do the quick service dining plan. Um, we find it as an easier way for us to save money because we don't have to uh, necessarily save as much money for uh, tips or other things. Um, however, I will say this, at uh, Pepper's Restaurant um, in Coronado Springs, it is recommended that you tip anyway. So just saying that now. Um, now, uh, hold on. I, I want to be real clear here because um, there was a time when the dining plans first came out when the tip was included in, uh, in the dining plan. I want to be very clear. Um, table service restaurants now... Uh, your tip is not included in the dining plan. That, that's been true for a few years now, and I don't want people to get confused because that was, like I said, true at one time. So you do need to tip for your table service. I believe you're talking about um, counter service and, and peppers is sort of a, a hybrid. So it's, it's yeah. good that you mentioned that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and any of the restaurants that are like that, um, we, now for our personal favorite, now we've actually been discussing this quite a bit because uh, my wife and I are now gluten-free. <laughs> Yay. But one of the things that we've uh, found is that there are a lot of counter-service restaurants in um, in the world that are uh, gluten-free. A lot of places that we normally would have eaten anyway, uh, regardless of whether or not it would have killed us. Uh, and one of those is um, Flame Tree Barbecue. Absolutely love that place probably our favorite restaurant in the world yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about some of those special considerations but um it is worth noting that overall disney does a really good job of working with special dietary needs um i do think before we leave this topic of of the discussion of the value of the dining plans we we kind of need to talk about the elephant in the room which is that just in the last couple of weeks disney is open to the public the uh, free dining promotion which is very popular and uh, I think this is really where the, the value question comes up so often, because there are people who, you know, can't wait for the free dining plan to become, or for the free dining promotion to become available so that they can plan their trip. And um, I think this is the case where the, the value proposition for the dining plan is, in some ways, its weakest. Um, it does depend on how many people are traveling and where you're staying, but, uh, you know, looking at the numbers, this is an example of a place where the dining plan to me is kind of a sucker's bet. Anybody, <laughs> doesn't sound like anybody wants to argue with me. <laughs> well, it's not that I want to argue about that. I haven't gone to Disney World during a free dining promotion, so I can't say with any amount of, uh, expertise whether or not the food quality goes up or down whenever Disney offers 
you know, free dining. It seems though that if you're bringing in people with with this promise of free dining, that you're going to be cooking more than you would normally, because as we've all said, you know, because of dining, we eat more than we would otherwise. So I, I would have to assume that free dining, as great as it is to keep the cost down for your own personal vacation, really isn't going to provide that value. So I guess I'm saying I agree with you just in a more longer winded way. Yeah, I mean, uh, the real issue seems to me is that if you if you look at the the charts and and uh, I want to mention for a moment the the Disney Food blog, uh, AJ's blog, she recently published an ebook on on dining at Disney that is absolutely terrific, well worth the money. Go to Disney Food blog. Uh, if you're a Disney fan and you like to eat at Disney or you're considering eating at Disney, buy the ebook. It's terrific. One of the things that she includes is a really good chart that lays out sort of the 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 money of the dining plan and particularly a free dining because the way it works out is if you take a free dining promotion, you're gonna pay you're gonna pay rack rate for your room, which is the highest rate for the season that you're traveling. On the other hand, if you buy a package that doesn't include free dining, even during the times when free dining is being offered, you're likely to be offered a discounted room rate. And if you compare the discounted room rates to what the dining plan costs, even if you were to buy the dining plan and pay for it, it would be less expensive to uh, take the discounted room rate and buy the dining plan in almost every situation except staying in a value resort. Um, if you're staying at a value, the free quick serve dining plan that they offer as part of that promotion is, is a great value. Um, if you're staying in a moderate resort, which is the standard dining plan, the room discount, it's a real close call and it starts to depend on, you know, how many people are you traveling with, how old are the kids kind of thing. If you're staying in a deluxe resort, it's really kind of remarkable. It's striking how much more you'll pay for the free dining versus what you would pay if you paid a discounted room rate and bought the dining plan yourself. I, I totally agree with you, Aaron. Um, I, I never really uh, go with the free food, free dining. I, I always go with the, um, with the discounted rate on the room itself. It's comforting to hear you say that because we can never travel during the free dining promotion. So to hear you say that it wouldn't really be, you know, we can go when there's other promotions available. So that's kind of, like I said, it's comforting to know that I'm not losing, losing money traveling when we do. Well, I, I don't think anybody's losing money when either, either rack rate or, or on the dining plan, buying the dining plan, because um, it all seems to even out um, in the end for Disney. Well, it certainly evens out for them. I'm not sure it always evens out for us, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... I, um, I'm sorry. I, could just, I just wanted to revisit one more topic. We, we mentioned before, and I think it's important maybe to reiterate that uh, tips are not included uh, for table service dining. Um, but one of the things that you do have to budget for is if you're traveling with a party of six or more because disney will add an 
automatic gratuity of 18% at all of their sit down restaurants. Now, this was something that really weighed against the um, is it worth it category because, you know, a lot of the time, now it didn't happen often, but there were enough times where I kind of had to take a step back of, I really didn't feel comfortable paying an 18% tip for the service that we had gotten. Um, I think 15 would have been fine, uh, but we didn't have that option. Uh, the other thing that kind of was unfortunate is we had two different rooms. And so there were nine people sitting at the table. And so, but we were paying with two separate room cards um, and each person's uh, gratuity was then added at 18%, even though the parties were actually one of five and one of four, you know, so they weren't there. So be careful in your planning and make sure you're budgeting for your, um, your tips when you go, because that will, or not will, but could be an issue. So it's something that you do have to figure into the budget, even after you've bought your dining plan or gotten it for free, that's not the end of your food costs necessarily. That's a really good point. And it's, it's really important to consider that when you're, when you're planning, especially when you're t considering a decision like, you know, whether to choose quick serve dining versus standard dining versus deluxe dining. Because if you just look at the, the price of the plan itself, that's not really the whole comparison. Um, I think it was uh, Birds Lightyear on the board who has a, a big family and was taking 10 people to Disney and planning on doing the, the regular dining plan initially, the standard dining plan. And, you know, for, for his group of 10, they were looking at, I don't remember if you guys remember where the numbers were tossed around in the thread, but they were looking at $1,000 just in tips, if I remember yeah. right. Right, because even though even though you you know you look at the menu and it's like oh the $34 steak is just one table service but if you get the $34 steak then you're paying 18% off of that instead of the 1995 you know kids hot dog or whatever it is yeah the other thing bob um, to bring up with that is that it's really easy to double tip um, disney uh, does not they're not great at letting you know that the tip is included and the way they give the checks to you sometimes um, you really have to check with your server. Okay, am I, is this tip included or not? Because you might find yourself actually double tipping, um, and then that's even worse. Does anybody have any last thoughts on the the debate portion, or uh, we good to move on? Well, one thing I did want to say is um, that when the tip was included with the deluxe dining, it was definitely, most definitely worth buying. But now that they've eliminated that, it 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 kind of it seems like it just it's more of a peace of mind thing rather than saving any money um, and then my way in on the debate portion of whether or not it was worth it for this trip we went with a big group with the intention of family time with a lot of small ones that we're going to want to sit down a couple of times a day so the value for us to sit down twice a day in a, at a well heated because it was the coldest December in record but <laughs> Uh, sit down twice a day inside it was really the value was there for us this time but I likely won't do the deluxe dining plan again for my family of six for a while right all right um well I think that that about wraps up the discussion I think that what we come down to is that 
whether it's a value really depends on what you decide is important and that when you're considering whether it's a value there are some important factors to consider not just the the plain dollars but first consider up front how your family likes to eat second don't forget the tips and third that there's a, a value in the peace of mind that all your dining's already taken care of it's already paid for you paid for it in installments over several months while you're paying off your disney trip um, interest free also important uh bob brought up a good point about the gluten-free issue i found that um for children with uh, allergies it is extremely helpful as well um our oldest child who's uh, on the autistic spectrum um, happens to have a peanut allergy and he all he only eats about six foods period uh but fortunately um at least two or three of them are served at Disney World. So it was uh, great for him to have a chef come out no matter where we were eating and say, oh yeah, I could make you a grilled cheese sandwich, no problem. Um, so, you know, having having that uh, out where we could all eat together at a nice restaurant, which is something we can't do at home, really is, uh, is quite a thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a bit more in a minute. Um, for now, though, I think we need to move on and place you, my friend, on the hot seat. Chris is uh, this week's victim in the uh, Diz Dads Get to Know a Diz Dad 10 Questions. So you ready, Chris? I am ready. All right. So question number one, where do you live and what do you do for a living? Uh, I live in Connecticut and I'm a uh, uh, pediatrician. Describe your family for us. I have um, three children. A uh, 11-year-old who I mentioned is uh, on the autistic spectrum, a uh, 10-year-old boy, and an 8-year-old girl. And I'm uh, married to my wife, who is better than me in every way, uh, for 15 years. Good thing. Good thing to this, right? It's a it's a good thing that you're married to your wife. Yes, thank you. The the alternatives could get you into trouble. Uh, <laughs> What is your favorite off-the-beaten-path location in Walt Disney World? Uh, my favorite off-beaten-path in Disney World is the uh, Pagani Forest Trail um, in uh, Animal Kingdom. It's something that get, that often gets skipped um, in the rush from the safaris over to Expedition Everest to get all to the rides, but uh, it is a, a real fun thing to walk around and do. And what is your least favorite place in Walt Disney World? <laughs> it's it's got to be um, small world. Small world. <laughs> You're not the first to have said that. Uh, who is your favorite animated Disney character? Uh, my favorite animated Disney character is um, I'm going to say Figment, who was the first thing that popped into my mind. Interesting. So a park character. Yes. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, I love the sound that the horns the big fairies make. When we're down in the world, I love to uh, sit out there and listen to the fairies go back and forth on the water at night. And what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the small world theme. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what career other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, teacher. 
What job would you not like to do? Um, I uh, waited tables for many years. I would prefer not to do that again. And our final question, if you could be a Disney cast member for one year, what would you want to do for that year? I think that I would, um, the cliche answer, which probably a lot of people say, is the um, captain on the Jungle Cruise ride, which I think would be a lot of fun to do for a year. Um, but I'd be happy doing any greet job in Disney World, any of the greeter jobs. I think I would love to retire to Disney World and be a greeter. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. I believe that uh, concludes your time in the hot seat. Thank you. Um, I did want to come back to uh, what we kind of closed our, our debate topic with, and that is uh, that there are some special cases where the dining plan is particularly important or useful. Um, and we've, we really have mentioned at least two of them already, uh, small children and, and special dietary needs. Um, Ian, you mentioned that your family has some special dietary issues and that the dining plan was really helpful to you. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, we just recently changed our diet. So this is something that's still interesting for us. Um, we're right now planning out our trip um, in November. Well, okay, our annual trip in November. This will be our third November trip that we're doing uh, uh, coming up this year. So we're still looking through um, a handful of blogs and actually through the disboards, there have been a lot of people who have done uh, basically foodie runs as uh, gluten-free uh, families. And they've gone through literally every place that we'd want to go. And they've asked all the questions and done all the things. So the disboards have been uh, monumental in providing information for us. Um, also in the disabilities boards, there are some other bits of information in there, but the trip reports are the main sections where we've been able to find a lot of great information. And Chris, you had mentioned that you found the, the dining plan helpful in dealing with a dining, you know, food special needs. If you have a child with special needs and they happen to have an allergy, uh, having the chef come out is really nice. And uh, it also gives the child a great opportunity to practice their social skills if they're on the um, autistic spectrum because they have to practice speaking to a grown-up um, and maintaining eye contact and answering questions. And it's a, it's a good way to reinforce um, social skills, uh, as is much of Disney World for us. We had some experience with this as well. The, the one buffet meal that we did at Disney was at BOMA. And um, my wife and kids, for religious reasons, um, don't eat pork or shellfish. And so it was really wonderful. I mean, it was the only experience we had with it because generally we can tell ourselves from the menu. Um, but with a buffet, you know, the, the chef at Boma came out and literally walked the buffet with us and pointed out, you know, this is something you need to avoid. This is something that's safe. Uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about this. And uh, it, it was just a level of service that you don't find at just about any other place when it came to being able to be comfortable about eating at a buffet when there are foods that you simply don't eat or in the case of an allergy can't eat um, and we did really appreciate that I, I don't know necessarily that it's a function of the dining plan itself it's a function of Disney dining in general but um, you know without the dining plan especially with that trip being the first trip we might not have even tried um, BOMA because we would have been concerned about being able to find things that we could eat. 
Um, and then also uh, with small children, uh, Chris, I think you mentioned it when you talked about your doing the deluxe dining plan with small children. Yeah, we would uh, we would sometimes get two children's meals um, for our two children for our two children who were child age, but then we get three adult meals, and we find that splitting them between us all was um, was more than enough food. That so if you're in the transition zone between children and adults, it can work out pretty well if you if you plan it. We had a uh, similar experience on on our most recent trip as well. We had the. Uh oldest one would finish his Mickey pizza or whatever it was and still be a little bit hungry and he was a little bit more adventurous when it came to trying some of the different foods so uh, the missus or grandma or grandpa who had a little bit extra you know more than willing to split and share and then the younger two were really kind of timid and you know they were great with the Mickey pizza or the hot dog um, were fine so I mean that was one thing we did like is because we were eating all the time and we had so much food, nobody felt like, oh, this is, I have to cram it all in in order to be full. Little guys had plenty to go around. So. Well, and I, I think there is, uh, in particular, one thing that, that recommends the dining plan when you've got younger kids. And that is that I, I think that there is this tendency at Disney to want to go, 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 go. You know, you're there, you're there for a limited amount of time and you don't want to miss anything. And our experience with the dining plan was that because we had the dining plan, we planned our meals ahead, we had reservations, it forced us at times to slow down, to give the kids a break. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of the blessing and the curse of the dining plan. Um, a lot of people complain, particularly about the deluxe plan, that, you know, if you're on the deluxe dining plan and you do, you know, two table service meals during the day, all of a sudden you cut your day by four hours um, but when you've got small children those four hours that you cut to adhere and to there might just mean that you ultimately get four hours that you can enjoy in the parks more than you would have otherwise because they got those breaks and I think a lot for a lot of people if you didn't have the dining plan which sort of you know made you feel like you had to use your credits um, there would be a tendency to, if you're working on a cash basis, try to save some money, eat at the counter service, which for small kids is a little bit harder, uh, you know, energy-wise. It, it takes more energy to fight through the crowd in a, in a counter service situation than to just sit and have a, a way to bring you a meal where you can sit quietly and relax in the, co in the air conditioning. The uh, corollary to that is... is sitting and waiting to get your table, especially if you're trying to go to lunch at lunchtime instead of like an hour or so early or an hour or so later, you really do wind up sitting and because you're out in the lobby area waiting for your table to get ready and things, you really need to make sure that you get to your reservations on time, maybe early because kids in lobbies do not go well, especially small lobbies. Mama Melrose has a small lobby, Celier has a small lobby, and uh, when you've got four little boys hitting each other in the head with sticks in a small <laughs> lobby. <laughs> yeah, Mama Melrose is particularly bad. We, uh, last time we were there, we got stuck at Mama Melrose's. The wait was so long that uh, one of the other dads and I went out and got snacks and brought waters and snacks back for a bunch of kids 
in the in the lobby at Mama Melrose. And so we were all having snacks in the lobby while waiting for our table. It was a little <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and there is one last sort of special case that I wanted to make sure we didn't forget. Um, and that is the the value or the kind of trick of using a split stay. And um, what's a split stay about? Generally speaking, if you make a reservation with Disney that includes a dining plan, your dining plan runs for however long your reservation runs. And, you know, there are people who say, gee, the deluxe dining plan would be really fun, but not for a week. You know, I can't eat that many table service meals in seven days, six days. It's just overwhelming. Um, There is a way around that now. And the trick is to do, to book what's called a split stay. Um, It can be pricey on the park tickets end of it because, you know, the park tickets get cheaper the more days you stay. Um, But one way to do it is to book yourself, uh, say, four days at the uh, quick serve dining plan and then book a second reservation for two days on the deluxe dining plan. And it really allows you the best of both worlds. You spend less money on the quick serve, you, you know, eat lighter, and then you can let yourself indulge for the weekend or for the end of your trip or flip it around and start out with indulgence and then taper off. But either way, it kind of gives you an opportunity for the the best of both worlds. Um, It's most commonly used by folks who are DVC members, uh, because DVC members can can buy the dining plan. Um, DVC actually has a unique opportunity because it's a little easier for them, as I understand it at least, to uh, split their dining plans like that. They're they have made it easier for them in the DVC system, but uh, really any guest can do that, and you can do it with resorts too. Um, you can split your stay and stay in a value resort with the quick serve dining plan for five days, and then spend your weekend on the deluxe dining plan in a deluxe resort, if that's what floats your boat. The other option is if you book a number of um, two table service meals, then. Uh, you might find yourself not eating quite so much. You know, if you have a child who really wants to go to Cinderella's Castle or you really want to eat at, um, uh, at uh, I think Citricos is the two-service meal or California Grill, um, you end up using those um, table service meals um, more quickly. Sure. Yeah. And, and indulging it by indulging, I didn't necessarily mean three table service meals. Um, but you're, you're exactly right. It really means you're getting to, to take advantage of the signature dining experiences that normally would sort of throw the whole plan off for a day or two. That was, uh, you know, the, the opportunity to do the two table service was why we went with the deluxe dining plan over the, the basic dining plan on this last trip. We, had you know six adults all wanting to go here and there and wherever and you know three different people picked two dining two uh two service meal plans and so in order to accommodate everybody that was the main reason that we found value as it were in in the deluxe plan because everybody got to do what they wanted to do on their vacation since that's what we were going for that's why it made sense for us this trip exactly all right. Um, well, I, I believe that Carl has a, uh, a trip to preview for us that's coming up here in June. Yes, I do. Why don't you tell us about this trip, Carl? 
All right, we're going to be um, celebrating our Disney daughter's Sweet 16. Um, we're going to be staying at the Polynesian Club Level Theme Park View. Um, and we're staying eight nights. So eight nights at the Polynesian. And what are you most looking forward to about this trip? Well, I I wanted to try out this new restaurant, uh, Tepanito. Um, or somebody else, I don't know who was saying that it wasn't good, but I'm hoping, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that it is. Um, we also rented the new cabanas that are at the Polynesian. We rented it for the first day that we're there. Um, basically, I'm just going to lay there and um, just chill and relax for the first day we're there. And, uh, of course, you know, this is a, a... Oh, actually, before I get to that, uh, anything special planned for the birthday celebration? Aside from the trip itself? Um, we're going to try the dessert party. Um, before, we used to just hang out there and wait for the fireworks, but they, they put the, the um, dessert party in there now, so we're going to try that. Um, I believe my wife has set up a... Um, uh, not a wishes cruise, the other one, um, Illuminations cruise. Um, so that ain't the first time we've ever done that. I've heard some really good things about that Illuminations cruise, especially recently. It seems that uh, they may have adjusted where the where the boats can go to to view Illuminations, and uh, the last I had heard that had improved the uh, the uh, the cruise view of the fireworks a lot better. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I Every time I go there to see Illuminations, we're kind of far away, and there's always a tree in our way, so <laughs> this time we may be able to actually see it. <laughs> and uh, so what I was starting to get to before, obviously this is a, a Diz Dads podcast, so, you know, when we talk about going to Disney, we can't do this without talking about food, and especially on a, uh, you know, a podcast that is entirely devoted to food, Um what uh, dining experiences are you most looking forward to? You've got Tepanetto you mentioned. Uh, anything else? Um, every year we go to uh, Crystal Palace. I always look forward to that. I, I make a pig of myself. And um, Ohana, my wife and I, we always go in the morning and have the, the cute breakfast, her and I alone. And um, we have an evening set up. I think it's at 9 at night at a California Grill. Um, the food's great. I love California Grill. Um, that's what we're looking. What I'm looking forward to mostly is seeing the fireworks off, you know, at the um, at California Grill. And I noticed, if I remember right, your daughter is the one who's writing the trip report on this one. Yeah, she she um, she actually started reading disc dads and um, decided she wanted to get involved in uh, the disc boards. So she um, she made her own little uh, pre-trip report. She's really, really excited about it. This first year, she's actually been excited about going, and because um, this is all this trip is really all about her and her brother and sister, which they already know. Um, but I think that's what makes it, you know, most exciting for her because she has a big hand in what's going on. Well, I guess uh, you're going to be beholden to her then to make sure that you get to go on your next trip, right? Because, uh, you know, it seems to me that if you're going to delegate writing the trip report to her, then the uh, man law has to apply to you that, uh, you know, she's got to finish the report before you get to go back, right? Oh, she's definitely going to finish that report, um, the trip <laughs> report. I'm, I'm going to try to get her to do a trip report for the, for the team board. I hope, hopefully she does. 
All right, well, it sounds like a terrific trip, and we look forward to hearing about it when you get back. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be wonderful memories made. And uh, make sure you wish your daughter a happy birthday from the Diz Dads. I most certainly will. You guys look for some pictures. Um, while I'm there, I want to try to post some pictures of um, Magic Kingdom and um, the Polynesian. That, well, that's my favorite resort, by the way, just to let you guys know. Polynesian is beautiful. All right, well, we'll we will look forward to those. All right, well, that almost wraps us up. I do want to give everybody a final word here uh, and kind of just go around the panel and ask you either the best use of a, of a Disney dining plan credit or what your best tip for Disney dining is. And uh, we'll just go kind of around the horn here. So, Chris, why don't you start us off? All right, the best... Our best use was that we decided uh, when we were at Disney last time, we were going to eat like hobbits. So we would have second breakfast and 11sies and then lunch and then tea. So every morning we'd have second breakfast, which usually was a snack. If we were at Magic Kingdom, we'd have a Dole Whip. If we were at um, somewhere else, we'd have uh, another snack. But uh, second breakfast is my best use of a snack credit. Sounds terrific. And uh, Nate, how about you? Your best Disney dining tip? Uh, snack credit at Captain Cook's self-serve Dole Whip straight out of the machine ah you're the one who got his head wedged in there <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> alright Carl what about you your best uh, Disney dining tip or trick well um, I I really I, I do the deluxe dining every well we did the um, quick service last time but we're doing deluxe dining this time and the time before we did deluxe dining I, I really just purchase it for uh, for the peace of mind, just just to make you you know um, uh, feel better about going and not having to take the money out of your own pocket. All right, and Bob, your best tip or trick for Disney dining? Uh, best thing we did was with four guys under seven and a baby girl using the dining plan for. Mama Melrose for the Fantasmic package so we didn't have to stand in line waiting to go see Fantasmic was our best use of a dining plan credit this trip. Excellent suggestion. And uh, Ian, how about you? Best dining tip or trick? Last year we went during the Food and Wine Festival and we found out that you can use the snack credits at every Food and Wine Pavilion for at least something. So we went around and tried something different from as many pavilions as we could get to. Because usually the thing you have left over are the snack credits. And that was fantastic. I found out that I do not like uh, raw tuna. <laughs> That's just wrong. I'm, I'm a sushi fan, so I'm going to have to disagree with you. But uh, I, I can appreciate that, and I think it's a great use of snack credits. We did something similar last year, too. Um, I, I've got a couple of... Uh, suggestions or tips that I would add. Um, one is uh, great use of a dining credit. If you can get in, do Le Cellier for lunch instead of dinner because they've now moved the dinner at Le Cellier to a two table service uh, credit meal, but lunch is still one credit and the meal is almost identical. Um, I believe that the difference is that you don't get the mushrooms on the side of the steak. Uh, when you get the the strip steak there, and uh, it's a, a much better much better value to use one one credit instead of two, and frankly, it's a better value if you're paying out of pocket too, because I believe that's about a forty two dollar steak um, if you're paying for it at dinner, and it's about ten dollars less at lunch. Um, and the second tip is 
if you're a frequent visitor to Disney World and you uh, have an annual pass, or if you live in Florida, um, pay the $75 and get a Tables in Wonderland card. Uh, the Tables in Wonderland card is usable at most Disney restaurants on property. They, they give you a, a flyer that has all the details on it when you buy the card. But the real value of the card is that uh, you get a, a 20% discount and they calculate in your 18% tip. So you take the discount off the top, the tip goes in. Some people say, well, it's really only 2% benefit then, but you know, you were gonna have to pay the tip anyway. So really what it does is it, it, it pays for itself pretty quickly in terms of covering those tips. It basically gets you free tips and um, I know that that if you're going to, if you're going to Disney often enough that you qualify for the Tables in Wonderland card, I don't know that there's really any situation in which it's not going to pay for itself and and be worthwhile. Um, all right, so before we leave Disney dining for now, anybody have any other uh, tips tricks to offer? Try to not hoard your snack credits if you can. They're there use them. Maybe you do need to get a late night fudge brownie a la mode and spend two snack credits at it at the Port Orleans Riverside uh, food court. It's worth it. You're going to have 11 left over on Saturday when you leave. Spend them on Tuesday night. Along those same lines, I will add you're at Disney. If your kids want ice cream at 10.30 in the morning, get them ice cream. Does it really I matter? Totally agree. Absolutely. All right. I totally agree. All right. Well, in that case, that's the final tip from the Diz Dads on dining. If your kids want ice cream at 10:30, get them ice cream. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we'd really love to hear from you, our listeners. You can email us at podcast at dizdads.com. You can visit our website, dizdads.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, Dizdads Podcast or participate in the discussions in the new DizDad subforum of the Disney for Families forum on the Disboards. Thanks again for uh, joining us. Panel, thank you for participating, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of the DizDads podcast. Thank you. This has been a Wizard of Oz production. <laughs>